Letter 107 of Moral Letters to Lucilius by Lucius Annaeus Seneca. Translated by Richard M. Gummier. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. On Obedience to the Universal Will. Where is that common sense of yours? Where that deafness in examining things? That greatness of soul? Have you come to be tormented by a trifle? Your slaves regarded your absorption in business as an opportunity for them to run away. Well, if your friends deceived you, for by all means let them have the name which we mistakenly bestowed upon them, and so call them, that they may incur more shame by not being such friends. If your friends, I repeat, deceived you, all your affairs would lack something. As it is, you merely lack men who damaged your own endeavors and considered you burdensome to your neighbors. None of these things is unusual or expected. It is as nonsensical to be put out by such events as to complain of being spattered in the street or at getting befouled in the mud. The program of life is the same as that of a bathing establishment, a crowd, or a journey. Sometimes things will be thrown at you, and sometimes they will strike you by accident. Life is not a dainty business. You have started on a long journey. You are bound to slip, collide, fall, become weary, and cry out, Oh, for death! Or, in other words, tell lies. At one stage you will leave a comrade behind you. At another you will bury someone. At another you will be apprehensive. It is amid stumblings of this sort that you must travel out this rugged journey. Does one wish to die? Let the mind be prepared to meet everything. Let it know that it has reached the heights round which the thunder plays. Let it know that it has arrived where grief and avenging care have set their couch, and pallid sickness dwells in drear old age. With such messmates must you spend your days. Avoid them you cannot, but despise them you can. And you will despise them, if you often take thought and anticipate the future. Everyone approaches courageously a danger which he has prepared himself to meet long before, and withstands even hardships if he has previously practiced how to meet them. But contrarywise, the unprepared are panic-stricken even at the most trifling things. We must see to it that nothing shall come upon us unforeseen. And since things are all the more serious when they are unfamiliar, continual reflection will give you the power, no matter what the evil may be, not to play the unschooled boy. My slaves have run away from me. Yes, other men have been robbed, blackmailed, slain, betrayed, stamped underfoot, attacked by poison or by slander. No matter what trouble you mention, it has happened to many. Again, there are manifold kinds of missiles which are hurled at us. Some are planted in us, some are being brandished, and at this very moment are on the way. Some which were destined for other men graze us instead. We should not manifest surprise at any sort of condition into which we are born, and which should be lamented by no one simply because it is equally ordained for all. Yes, 
I say, equally ordained. For a man might have experienced even that which he has escaped. An equal law consists not of that which all have experienced, but of that which is laid down for all. Be sure to prescribe for your mind this sense of equity. We should pay without complaint the tax of our mortality. Winter brings on cold weather, and we must shiver. Summer returns with its heat, and we must sweat. Unseasonable weather upsets the health, and we must fall ill. In certain places we may meet with wild beasts, or with men who are more destructive than any beasts. Floods or fires will cause us loss. And we cannot change this order of things. But what we can do is to acquire stout hearts, worthy of good men, thereby courageously enduring chance and placing ourselves in harmony with nature. And nature moderates this world kingdom which you see by her changing seasons. Clear weather follows cloudy. After a calm comes the storm. The wind blows by turns. Day succeeds to night. Some of the heavenly bodies rise and some set. Eternity consists of opposites. It is to this law that our souls must adjust themselves. This they should follow, this they should obey. Whatever happens, assume that it was bound to happen, and do not be willing to rail at nature. That which you cannot reform it is best to endure, and to attend uncomplainingly upon the God under whose guidance everything progresses. For it is a bad soldier who grumbles when following his commander. For this reason we should welcome our orders with energy and vigor. Nor should we cease to follow the natural course of this most beautiful universe, into which all our future sufferings are woven. Let us address Jupiter, the pilot of this world mass, as did our great Cleanthes in those most eloquent lines lines which I shall allow myself to render in Latin, after the example of the eloquent Cicero. If you like them, make the most of them. If they displease you, you will understand that I have simply been following the practice of Cicero. Lead me, O master of the lofty heavens, my father, whithersoever thou shalt wish. I shall not falter, but obey with speed. And though I would not... I shall go and suffer. In sin and sorrow what I might have done in noble virtue. I, the willing soul, fate leads, but the unwilling drags along. Let us live thus and speak thus. Let fate find us ready and alert. Here is your great soul, the man who has given himself over to fate. On the other hand, that man is a weakling and a degenerate who struggles and maligns the order of the universe, and would rather reform the gods than reform himself. Farewell. End of letter 107. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.